Numbers chapter 13, verse 25. If you got it, somebody say, yeah. I can't hear you, Baltimore. Y'all always fall for that. I love it. Let's go. Here we go. Verse 25. And they returned. Somebody say, return. From spying out the land after 40 days. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and they showed them the fruit. Somebody say, show me the money. I mean, show me the fruit. Somebody, somebody say, show me the fruit. Show me the fruit. Show me the fruit. You see, even the movie was biblical. Show me the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. So this is talking about the children of Israel. They're on the, the, the precipice of stepping into the promised land. If you remember, God said, I'm going to take you to a land where you lack nothing, where it flows with milk and honey. By the way, that's a word over your life. God wants to take you to a place where you lack nothing. You, you don't lack joy. You don't lack peace. You don't lack vision. He wants to take you to a place where you have more than enough. Well, when they get to the land, they send in two spies to kind of spy out the land. And they come back and they said, it's not as good as God said it was. It's better than he said it was. It is exactly what he promised us. We actually brought back evidence. They grabbed some mangoes out of there. I don't know if there was any mangoes there, but I'm going to put mangoes in every verse in the Bible. It says they grabbed some fruit. He said, here's the problem. The people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Now, the descendants of Anak were known to be giants. These were where Goliath's people came from. They said they, they were descendants of Anak. There's giants there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the joy. So here it is. Everything that God promised us is true. Only problem is there are giants that are standing between us and the promise. One of the things that we've misunderstood because we think God's word works a certain way that it doesn't is we think God's promises come with no drama. We think we can have all that God promised us but not have to fight for it. So look at somebody next to you. You're going to have to fight for that promise. Come on now. Come on, look at, look at somebody next to you. You're going you're gonna to have to fight for it. I, I know you grew up all city and you ain't never threw hands and you, you don't really fight and all that kind of stuff. But if, if you're going to have the marriage that God has called you to have, you're going to have to fight for it. If you're going to have the business that God has called you to have, you're, you're going to have to fight for it. If you're going to raise godly children that keep their innocence and are actually kids, you are going to have to fight for their purity. Somebody say, fight for it. You're not just going to step in and take it. You're going to have to fight for all that God has for you. Now, this isn't a message, but I'm preaching already. Look at your neighbor said, I'm not going to fight you. Come on now. This may not be for everybody, but if you're sitting next to your spouse, come on, married folks, look at your spouse and say, you ain't going to fight me. <laughs> Whenever I get to talk about fighting, we got to throw in that verse. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. The fight is not against the government. It's not against politics. Or against, the fight is against the kingdom of darkness. Oh, if we can only understand that in America, just because you voted for somebody that I didn't vote for doesn't make you my enemy. You're not my fight. Not a lot of amens there, but that's okay. Verse 30, here we go. 
Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up now and take. He said, we don't need them to give it to us. We'll just take it. For we are, somebody say I'm well able. He said, we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able. You can see a little argument going on, right? So we are not able to go up against these people for they are stronger than we. And we gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land that God promised them. Which they had spied out saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. It's amazing how fear will exaggerate your imagination. Now they're saying the land eats people. They said the land through which you have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. Watch this. All the people are giants. We went from just the descendants of Anak being giants to now the whole land is, they're exaggerating, is filled with giants. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants. We were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Somebody say, preach that. I can't, it's Vision Sunday. This isn't a preaching day. This is a day to report on all that God is doing in our lives. But, but, but let me just tell you, anytime you're looking to take new territory, anytime you're looking to step out of average and into supernatural, you're going to have people that say, we are well able, let's take the land. And then you're going to have people that make up reasons why it can't happen. Before we even talk that talk, who are you going to be? Are you going to be a my God is well able? Or are you going to be the, the land eats people we can't go? Father God, we're grateful, we're thankful for your presence in this place. There is none like you. God, speak to us in this moment, God. We're here to celebrate your hand on this church. And God, to see all that you want to do. And before you even speak, we say amen. We will obey. In the matchless name of Jesus, somebody shout amen. amen and amen. You know what amen means? You know, sometimes you, you, you could be in church so much, you don't even know what church words mean. Amen means let it be unto me. Amen. You could either say amen or you could say I want that. It's the same thing. You're literally saying what he just said. I want that in my life. Somebody say there you go. Look at y'all. Y'all churchy already. Before we jump into the vision, I just want to get you ready for what the rest of the year looks like. In two weeks, next week, we have Pastor Charlotte Gamble, but the week after that, we are launching our At The Movie series coming up on November 14th. And you're like, what's At The Movies? I've never seen it. You can't miss it. We're going to use modern movies to illustrate biblical truth. First of all, it's going to be more fun than you're allowed to have in church. You're going to be sitting in church popping popcorn, and you, I'm telling you, there's going to be a spirit of religion that comes on you that you're like, I don't think this is right. I, don't, I, I shouldn't be having this much fun in church. You just rebuke that spirit, watch that movie, laugh, say amen to the word of God. It is going to be a blast. And beyond that, it's an amazing time to invite people to church. You got that invite card at all of your campuses. Make sure, invite a friend, a family member, a co-worker, say, hey, you, you ain't going to be in no church like this. You've never watched a movie in church, but I'm telling you, this is the 
this Sunday to come. It's good. It's going to be three weeks long, so do not miss out. And we're already planning our Christmas services. Y'all, do you understand it's almost Christmas time? 2021 is over. Whatever you were planning on doing this year, get her done, because we got like 10 weeks left. But Christmas services are going to be amazing. 2021 has been an unprecedented year in the life of Union Church. We've never seen a year like this before, mainly because on January 1st of 2021, there was no Union Church. Some of you have been coming or watching online for six months, for three months. All you've known is Union Church. Well, on January 1st, there was Destiny Church, and then there was I-5 City Church, two phenomenal churches across the park from each other. And in the providence of God, he brought two phenomenal churches together and said, hey, if you're great separate, how much better can you be together? Because God blesses unity. But whenever there is a transition, whenever there's a change, particularly a merge of thousands of people, how many people know it's just like a basket upset? It's just like, oh my gosh, what to expect? What is going to happen? And everybody this year has just been kind of like, let's see where this goes. Now, for some of you, it hasn't been much change whatsoever. You're just like, I love it. It's great. Let's move on. This is awesome. For others of you, it's just been, this is different. I'm not used to this. I'm not used to you. Who are you? And all this other kind of stuff. And kind of just this apprehension of I don't know where things are going to go, particularly because it wasn't a 50-50 merge. It wasn't like we're going to do half of it this way and half of it that way or half of it this way or half of that way. We're just going to put two puzzle pieces together. It's what I call a hundred, a hundred. Somebody say keep it a hundred. It wasn't half and half. It was we're going to take the best from both and keep 100% of the best. So you can feed 3,000 people in less than three hours and, and pass out hundreds of thousands of pounds of food. Great. We'll take it just like that. We ain't going to change it. We're just going to run that play. You have a premier track program, one of the best in the entire state. We ain't going to mess with it. We're just going to run it that way because it's already phenomenal. You're able to disciple thousands of people across Maryland through groups and semesters and across the nation. We ain't going to mess with it. We're going to run it that way. Here's the heart of Union Church. We're going to do whatever works. It's really that simple. Whatever works. The best way we can find to accomplish the vision of our church is what we're going to do. And you may say, hey, what's the vision of Union Church? If you're taking notes, you should write this down. I'm thinking about making like a hymn out of this, kind of like the Walmart theme song. Here it goes. We exist as a church to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Say that again. Say it with me. We exist to help people know God, cheat sheet on the screen, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. It is why we exist as a church. They say, what, what, what does it mean to know God? Do you know knowing God is different than believing in God? There's a lot of people that believe in God, but they don't know God. The Bible actually says this. The Bible says that demons believe in God. Every time I read that verse, I think of the Lion King. You always know my brain's a little weird. I think of that scene with the hyenas. Remember that? When they were like, Mufasa, woo! 
I, I, the Bible says that demons believe in God, and it says that they tremble. They're not Christians. They're not going to heaven. Believing in God doesn't make me a Christian. Surrendering to him does. There's so many people that believe in God, but they don't know God. And our first and primary focus as a church is to help people who don't know God to know God for themselves. Like a gentleman that actually attends this Columbia location, he was raised Catholic, but he did not know God. Now, I'm not saying anything against Catholics. Some Catholics are Christians and some aren't. Just like Christians, some Christians are Christians and some aren't. You figured that one out. Are you a Christian? Yeah. Kind of, all right. We just kind of grew up in religion, but not in relationship. That's really what I'm trying to say and was raised to be afraid of God and that God was out to get him instead of to bless him and to bring him into the family. And, and as he grew kind of distant and, and in that fear position, he just found himself in a difficult place. He was actually in the hospital battling mental struggles and thoughts of taking his life. Well, scrolling through Instagram one day, he lands on the Union Church IG page. Shout out to the social media team. It's amazing how you'll scroll past something because you have hope. But on someone's darkest day, that's exactly what they needed to see. And seeing that, he said, man, I got to go check out this church. Came to church and with tears streaming down his face, surrendered his life to Jesus in his service. Went on a growth track, is serving on a dream team, walking in peace and joy. He said, I'm a better father. I'm a better husband. God has transformed my life. We exist for that times 10,000. That is why we exist as a church. We exist to help people find freedom. Do you know there's people that they know God, but they're still in bondage to addiction and fear and insecurity and all these different things? And here's the problem. You stand in church and you hear God has a great future for you, but you can't get to the future that God has for you if you're still tethered to the brokenness of your past. We don't just exist to encourage you about your future. We exist to free you from your past. Like a young lady who's actually a student in Union College today, her first Sunday at Union Church, she walked in with her girlfriend. It's like, hey, let me, let me check this church thing out. And let me just pause there. This story makes me so excited because I've been saying forever, Union Church is a church where every single person is welcome. You don't have to believe what we believe to belong. You don't have to get down with what we get down to sit in this. You can come and figure it out. Come on, say somebody say, I'm in process came to church and kind of in that lifestyle. And after weeks here, decided I want to not only surrender my life to Jesus, but I want to surrender my lifestyle to Jesus. Walked away from that world, went to Freedom Conference, got delivered, is walking in purity and holiness and purpose. And I may be a little biased, but in my biased opinion, is one of the best students at Union College. I'm telling you. This is a place where no matter your story, we exist, that you can walk in the freedom of God. We exist to help people discover purpose. 
So many people, I know God, I'm, I'm free from my past. I just don't know what my future looks like. I just don't know why God has given me these gifts and talents and abilities. Like one of the young ladies who's, who's leading, I, I say young lady, she's older than me, but you know, you're a preacher, so everybody's a young lady, is what you, is what you say. But she leads a, one of the women's connect group hubs. She's over hundreds of women. But growing up, she was told, be quiet, you have nothing to say. Stop talking, stop. Nobody wants to hear. To the point where as an adult, it's not her personality, but she doesn't speak much. It's just, I was just told so much that I have nothing to say that I believed that I had nothing to say. Until one connect group rally as they're getting all the hosts ready. The person who was supposed to MC the night wasn't able to make it. So 20 minutes before it starts, <laughs> Sonia Crosby, our connect group's pastor said, hey, here's the mic, you're up. She said, what do you mean I'm up? I don't really have much to say. I don't speak. She says, great, say that. Here you go. <laughs> and went up there and in my humble opinion, beasted the moment. I mean, just. I don't want to be disrespectful, but I am. We have not been able to shut her up since. She found her voice and said, I know what God is. And watch this today. She pastors hundreds of women through multiple connect groups. Some who are in Africa and are joining through the virtual groups that are online. Hear me, people are discovering gifts and talents and abilities inside of them that lay dormant for decades. And then we exist to help people make a difference. Here's what Paul said. Paul said many things are possible, but not everything is beneficial or profitable. He said you can give your life to a lot of things, but not everything you give your life to counts. There's nothing wrong with giving your life to, to entertainment, to, to, to football, to building wealth, to all. It's nothing wrong with that. God, God's given us all these things to enjoy, but there's only a few things that are going to last for eternity. The Bible says, seek ye First, the kingdom. We always rewrite the Bible, Josh. We read it as seek only. We're like, only think about church things. That's not what it says. It says just first, think about eternity, and then everything else. We exist to connect people to their eternal purpose. Like a gentleman at our BWI location who is, when I tell you a successful businessman, I mean a successful businessman, has multiple employees and offices all over the state. I remember I was having lunch with him and he said, I don't want wealth to be the only thing that I build with my life. I want to build the kingdom of God. And sitting there at that lunch, he said, Pastor, today I have encouraged and led 28 of my employees to be water baptized at a union church service. I, he, he said this, and it, it just had me tickle pink because I don't even know how many people I've baptized in my life. He said, I don't know if it's prideful to keep count, but I'm keeping count. I want to know how many people I'm responsible for for entering into the kingdom of God. No wonder God is blessing his business because he's using it to point people to the kingdom of God. That is why we exist as a church, and that's four stories out of thousands. 
You have your own story of how God has transformed your life, how he has impacted you here at Union Church. That is why we exist. Let me give you just a couple of fun, kind of crazy stats to scream about. The first one is this. In 2021, and the year's not even over yet, we have seen 1,230 people surrender their life to Jesus Christ in a Union Church service. Come on up. And by the way, that number was before the service that just happened, so it's probably up to 1236 at this point. We've seen 395 people water baptized in a... I need them to roll out the baptism. I need five baptisms before the end of the day so we can get the 400. But 395 water baptisms. We have 2,704 people finding family in connect groups spread all over the state of Maryland, virtually online. 994 people serving on a dream team, parking cars, praying over kids, playing instruments, working all the cameras. We have 217 students in our Union College. Come on out. Any Union College folks in the room? Where y'all at? Here's what you may not realize. We had 78 students last semester. Union College has tripled in size in just one year. Okay, I'm going to give you a financial number. And I don't care if this is your first Sunday, you ain't never given a penny to Union Church, it don't matter. I need you on your feet screaming, shouting, and losing your mind over this one. Are you ready? BWI, Baltimore County, y'all ready? Here we go. In 2021, not in 10 years, not in 15 years, in this year alone, Union Church, Trumbull. All right, that's corny. <laughs> Hear me. Has given away to missions, outreach, launching campuses, launching churches across the nation. Not, not what we've brought in, what we've given away. We have given away 947,291 dollars. Somebody give God praise. Watch this. This will be the first million dollar outreach year that we have ever had. Some of y'all rebellious and you didn't stand up. That's okay. That's why a bird is pooping on your car right now. Anyway. <laughs> Yo, we are going to give away a million dollars. Now, you, you, you're not that impressed because you, 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 don't, you don't know the story. I, I, I've been pastoring for 10 years. The first year I was a pastor, the budget of the entire church, not, not the money that we brought in, definitely not my salary, the budget for the entire year was 147,000. Started on the bottom, now we here. Can you imagine 
giving away over a million dollars. That money has gone, some of it, to our orphanage that we have. You may not know this. We have an orphanage in Kenya where we are supporting 31 orphans in that area, giving them food and education and shelter and helping them to grow up in a safe environment and according to the Word of God in partnership with ARC, we have launched 64 brand new churches in COVID America, and yet there are brand new churches that are being launched across this nation. I like this number. You're giving, because of your generosity, you have launched six brand new churches this year in Israel from our partnership with a church in Ashdod, Israel. Not to mention all the different outreaches and partnering with the Baltimore Ravens and adopting our Brooklyn community. You may not know this, but there is a weekly outreach in Baltimore City in the neighborhood of Brooklyn. Every single Sunday, we're out there giving showers to those that don't have homes, food, clothing. They are watching the service every single week. Can you do me a favor? Can you honor our Brooklyn location and those of us? We are grateful, grateful, grateful. This is why we exist as a church, to become more like Christ, to reach a city, and to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Hey, let's take a moment. Check out all that I just said in a recap of the year at Union Church. Come on, can you give God praise for that? So where from here? Where are we going next? Uh, more of the same. More life change, more freedom, more purpose, more helping people discovering their purpose. We're going to continue to advance what is going on at the orphanage in Kenya. Actually, you may not know this, but there's a missions trip. There's a group of people from Union Church that are headed in Kenya in February on your behalf to bring resources and love and care. We're going into our 11th year as our track program, Union Athletic. By the way, they're just going to trash the competition. That's just the way that it is. But what you may not realize, it's not just a bunch of kids that are running track. It's an open door into church, into the kingdom of God. People that possibly wouldn't think second thoughts about God or church are encountering the hope through Christian coaches and through prayer and through invites in that program. We're going to continue our outreaches all across the state and building our campuses. And of course, we are launching our PG County location. Coming up on February 6th. Now, we've been talking about PG County so much, I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm just like, when are we going to launch this thing? But we haven't told you where it's going to be, how you can get involved, and all that other good stuff. So check this out. Union Church, I'm standing here in the auditorium of our brand new PG County location. Now, to all my PG County folks, I'm gonna tell you something the rest of us campuses have not told y'all yet. We are tired of hearing y'all complain about how long your commute is. So hey, commute is over. Now, my PG folks, can y'all tell what high school I'm at? Do you know where I am? Is it Oxon Hills? Is it Suitland? Is it Largo? Is it Laurel? No, 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 no. We are at Flowers High School. That's right, we're gonna be at 
Flowers High School starting on February 6th. Hundreds of people who call Union Church home live in this PG County area. And I know I made fun of you, but thank you for commuting, for loving God, for loving this church. But so often because of that drive, you're not able to invite your friends or your family or your coworker. Well, now we're in position to reach thousands of people in this area. There's ample parking, amazing space for Union kids. This is going to be a move of God. So here's what I'm asking, whether you're watching online, you're in the room right now, sign up to be a part of the PG County campus if you live in this area. Matter of fact, coming up at the end of this month, drum roll, that was a horrible drum roll. Anyway, we are hosting Catalyst here at Flowers High School. I'll see you there. Let's go. Some of you may be saying, why another campus or whatever it may be? Well, here's why. I told one of our members that uh, attends the church that we're launching at Flowers. She's like, no way. My family lives about 10 minutes away from there. And I have not been able to get them to drive the 45 minutes to Columbia or BWI, but they will be there on launch day. If you don't understand Union Church, let me explain it to you. And it's quite simple. Let me explain it to you. Union Church is not a church that exists for our comfort, for our preference. Union Church is a church that exists for one more person to encounter the hope and the freedom that we have already found in Jesus Christ. Do you know the worst thing that can happen to a Christian is that they go to heaven? Like the worst day of a Christian's life is that they go to heaven. Um, Paul said, you can't threaten me with death. But there's people out there that heaven is not their future and hope is not their home. They have not discovered what we've found in Christ. And yes, we are going to grow in our faith and we're going to become more like Christ. We're going to take hold of all the promises that God has for us. But first and foremost, we exist so that one more person can encounter the hope of Jesus Christ. Now, I get this multiple location and live streaming and all that. This is not traditional church. I, I get that. Neither are the skinny jeans and the t-shirts and all that other good stuff. And maybe you grew up in kind of a more traditional atmosphere and you're just like, ah, I, I, don't, I don't know about this. I heard a quote from Henry Ford, uh, the, the CEO and the founder of Ford Motor Company. He said, if I gave people what they wanted, I would have given them a faster horse. <laughs> Listen, sometimes change is uncomfortable. Sometimes it's unpredictable, but here's what we know. If we stay here, we die. But if we continue to go forward by taking leaps of faith and trusting that God has greater in front of us than he has behind us, we will see what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no what no mind has ever conceived. Some people be like, well, I, I, I wouldn't be able to know my pastor. I want, I want to be able to touch him and see him. This is where we have a very awkward conversation. I'm standing right in front of you. Talking to Columbia location. And you're still looking at the screen. Gotcha. <laughs> the reality is we have over 5,000 people that call Union Church home just in the DMV and then tens of thousands of people that watch online. If Jesus could only pastor 12, and I ain't Jesus, there's no way that we're going to be able to reach the people that God's called us to reach and me personally touch every single one of them. Some of y'all, 
you don't even really want to know me. I'm actually not that nice. Like, I preach with faith, but you get around me, and I'm just like, get it together. So it might be better for you to meet somebody else. But <laughs> pray for your pastor. You have campus pastors. You have connect group hosts. You have here's, here's our goal, that we can reach thousands of people, but not one person feels invisible. Every single person is connected to a spiritual family that is challenging you to become all that God has called you to become. So on your way in the door, you receive this count me in card. If you're watching online, you can text the word, all one word, count me in 21, count me in 21 to 970000. And here's what I'm asking. I'm asking that every single person would fill out this card. And what it's asking is, what campus do you plan at attending in 2022? And here's what I'm asking, not just for PG County folks, for every single person that calls Union Church home, I'm asking that you would consider going to the campus that you live closest to. So if you live in Baltimore County, I'm asking that you go to our Baltimore County campus. If you live in the Hanover or Rundle Mills area, I'm asking that you go to the BWI location. If you live in Howard County, come to the Columbia location. If you live in PG County or Richmond, Virginia or anywhere south like that, go to the PG County location. And why am I asking you that? Because I want to see us transform neighborhoods, not just a church. And you may drive 45 minutes to church, but your family won't. Your neighbor won't, your coworker won't, and you will be able to impact more people if you attend church in the area where you live. Now, I always, whenever I make an ask like this, I always think, what would I do if I were you? I would say, well, pastor, it depends on how many friends I have at that campus. Like part, part of church is the relationships. And even though I drive 45 minutes, that's where my crew is. We laugh together, we cry together, we, 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 we don't ride or die together, but you know, we do life together. So here's what I'm asking. Have some conversations over the next few weeks. Ask your whole crew, hey, will y'all go to this campus with me? This is where we live. This is where I think God has called us to be able to build. We want to put our hands to the plow. So make sure on your way out the door that you fill out this card. The last question is, attend this campus. Write which campus next to it you're going to attend. Columbia, BWI, Baltimore County, our Flowers campus. By the way, it's not the PG County campus. It's the Flowers campus. Somebody say Flowers campus. It's not PG County. Ask me why it's not PG County. Because we're going to have like seven locations in PG County, so we can't call it PG County because they're going to be like, which PG County are you talking about? Are you talking about Oxon Hill? Are you talking about Suitland? Are you talking about Fort Washington? So it's the Flowers, which is the first one of many. Don't worry, we're about to change Baltimore County campus name too because we come into Towson and all those other places. Don't stop, won't stop. So all that I've given you so far, somebody said, we heard that already. We heard that already. We heard that. I do have one little trick up my sleeve. I do, I do have one thing you ain't heard yet. One reason that it was worth coming to Vision Sunday. So without further ado, check this out. Union Church, I am in Bowie, Maryland, standing on the 100-acre piece of property that we just went under contract for. God is 
up to something huge. Hear me, Union Church will always be one church in multiple cities and multiple locations, but we need a headquarters to house all that God wants to do, our college and a home base for our track program and a broadcast location. God is gonna do mind-blowing things on this property. That is right. Union Church is under contract to purchase a hundred, one hundo, a hundred acres in Bowie, Maryland to be our headquarters. We're going to be able to build our broadcast location there with 2,400 seats to be able to host all our conferences and a track facility and Union College and all the different things that God has for us. Hear me, there's so much vision that God's given me, but we haven't had the space to be able to walk it all out. And because of this property, we are going to be able to, I mean, not walk it out, run out all that God has for us. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm tripping right now to think about where we started 10 years ago and all that God is doing is... It's mind-blowing. And it would not be possible without two things. First, without the favor of God on the church. God's hand is on this house. We've seen more supernatural miracles in this year of the church than in the last 10 years combined. Literal eyes being opened, diseases that were diagnosed six weeks prior just disappearing. And oh, God's hand is on this house. But it's also because of you, because of your giving, because of your serving, because of your inviting. I, let me just, I am honored to be the pastor of Union Church and to lead a group of people that have said, Pastor, do whatever the Lord has laid on your heart to do. We are with you, heart and soul. This would not be possible without you. Can you give yourselves a hand? Can you celebrate all God has done? Now, our normal rhythm at Destiny and at I-5 over the last few years is we've always had Vision Sunday about the first Sunday of October, and then we've had our year-end offering the second week of December. And the year-end offering is to accomplish all that we've talked about to accelerate the vision that God's given us. What, what, what you may not realize is as the visionary of the church, I determine where we're going. But as the members of Union Church, you determine how fast we get there. I determine the direction, you determine the pace based on how you give and how you serve on dream teams and all that other good stuff. So that's been kind of our normal flow of Vision Sunday. And then we'll give you about eight weeks just to pray and hear from God on what you would give to advance the kingdom of God. And we do that because we never want to be in a position where you feel like you're being shaken down or pressured or whatever it may be. We will always ask you to give, but we won't tell you what to give. We'll ask you to ask God and just obey what he tells you to do. However, this year, this year is a little different because it's not just like a year in offering. We're building an entire building and locations and all that other kind of stuff just to put the building. I didn't call these numbers out in that service, but just to build the building in Bowie is going to cost us $36 million. Somebody say, we can do that. Come on up. Say, we are well able. This is where you look the giant in the face and you say, let's go now. Let's do it now. We're well able. 
But not only are we looking to build that building in Bowie, but what you may not know is while we have a phenomenal facility here in Columbia, this is a leased facility. Now we have access to it for the next 10 years, but how many people know we want to own a piece of dirt in Howard County? We want to get out of here and be able to purchase something here. So within the next two years, we're looking to purchase our own building here in the Howard County area. And then the same thing at BWI. BWI is a phenomenal facility, but it's also a leased facility, and it's enabled us to grow exponentially. But how many people know we don't really want to be paying off somebody else's building? We want to own our own, so we want to be able to purchase a building in BWI. And then obviously our Baltimore County and PG County are going to be launching in high school auditoriums. And let me kind of just give you a little vision behind that. And if you're a finance person, you're going to love the high schools. Some people are like, why are we launching a high school? I mean, why don't we just kind of go lease a small building or whatever it may be? Well, what you may not know is it takes about $15 million to build a high school auditorium. Randallstown seats 900 people, Flower seats 750, somewhere around there. If we were to build a building that size, it would cost us $15 million. We can't build a $15 million facility for a campus that hasn't even launched yet. But because we only use it on Sunday and load in and load out, let's pause. Can you celebrate our setup teams that get there at 5 a.m. every single Sunday to make sure? Come on now. Somebody walked into the Randallstown High School and they said, I didn't even know it was a high school until I left and saw them breaking down. It looked like a church to me. Well, here's the thing for us being there on Sundays, we're able to rent it for a fraction of the cost that it would cost to rent a 200 seat facility. By the way, Baltimore launched with 887 people day one. If we were to lease a 200 seat auditorium, we'd be in six services from day one. It would be miserable. But because of that high school, we're able just to stack paper. What does that mean? Save on save on save on save so that we can go not from a high school to a small building then a bigger building, but from the high school to owning the building that we need to own long term. So it's actually a financial strategy. So all of that is we need $15 million to be able to take over and build those three locations to move Baltimore into a permanent and all that. And we're looking to do that over the next three years. Now you may say $15 million and how in the world are we about to do that? Sit up straight. We are well able. Here's the crazy thing. Union Church isn't a small church anymore. So what may have seemed impossible five years ago, watch this, $15 million is just the adults at Union Church giving an extra $189 a month. The adults at Union Church would give an extra $189 over and above your time. Somebody say, I can do that. Even if you can't, just prophesy over your life. Just say, I can do that. I can do that. I can. It's done like that. Now, that's not going to happen. Some people are going to just stroke a seven-figure check, and it's just nothing to them. Some, amen. We'll take it after service. So, <laughs> Be careful with your amens. Some people can stroke a six-figure check. For some people, giving $2,000 over the next three years will be a sacrifice for you. Here's the thing. No one's asking everybody to do the same. All we're asking is that we would all sacrifice the same. 
And what is impossible for a few is more than possible for all of us. Somebody say amen. So normally we'll do our year-end offering the second Sunday in December. This year only, we're pushing it back to March 28th, 2022. So you have about four months to be able to think, pray, figure out what you're going to delay, how you're going to move things around or whatever. And we'll talk more about it, obviously, over the next few months. We're asking, what can we do over and above our tithe over the next three years? We're going to phase it out and be able to knock all of this out. Now, you're saying, why March? Well, because me and my wife need some time to figure out what we're going to give and to kind of get ourselves together. And every time I lead and I preach, I always think from a pastor's perspective and then just from a church member's perspective. For the last 10 years, me and my wife, every time we've had a year in offering, we've always given sacrificially. And sacrificially for us means that we have to delay something in our lives. We got to push back a vacation or a new car or whatever it may be. I think if it doesn't hurt, it doesn't take faith. And in our minds, we're like, I don't want to pray fast, figure out what we're going to give in December, and then have the church turn around two months later and say, hey, there's another month built, uh, offering for the building in March. So we figure we'll just all combine it, push it back, give us all time to hear from God and to figure out, God, what would you have us do? Amen? So to move this project forward, we need $15 million. But here's why I love Union Church. Because of your generosity, because of the stewardship of our trustees, we already have $2.6 million sitting in an account waiting to be able to move towards this. That's why we were able to say we're getting land. Instead, we need you to give for us to be able to secure the land. Your giving has already secured the land. It's on to the next. Just one last money thing and then we'll land this plane. The last year between the two churches, we gave over a million dollars in our year and offering. You may not know this. We're like, hey, PG County is going to be awesome. It cost us $500,000 to launch PG County. It ain't cheap to start a new campus. It's half a million dollars. But because of your generosity, we just stroked the check. It's already paid for, cash taken care of. We can walk in day one not worrying about bills, but only thinking about souls. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your generosity. Somebody say, we are well able. Just like the church has a bright future, you have a bright future. There's so much more that God has for you. Here's the problem. Just because he has it for you doesn't mean you're going to possess it. Just because God has all of that vision for this church doesn't mean it's all going to become a reality. Why? Because there's giants in front of us. There's battles to be fought. And whether we win the battle or not is determined on how we approach it, how, how we live our lives. Can I give you just three thoughts? I ain't going to preach. But just three thoughts have taken hold of all that God has for us. How I see me matters. If I'm going to take hold of all that God has for me, how I see me matters. Those 10 spies who said, we can't go in, here's what they said. They said, we are like grasshoppers in our own sight, and that's how they see us. Do you know you will always super transpose your insecurities onto a situation? I'm going to get in trouble. People don't look down on you because they look down on you. People look down on you because you look down on you. 
And if I'm going to have the marriage that God's called me to have, the finances that God's called me to have, if we're going to build the church that God has called us to build, we can't see ourselves the way that we see. We see ourselves based on our insecurities and our weaknesses and our sin from last week and our mistakes. God sees us based on his blood that has erased our past and his grace that is on our life, that is power that is in us. Here's my prayer. God, help us to see us. Help us to see Union Church the way that you see us. Not the way you may see Union Church as this little local, you know, storefront church struggling to put a roof on the building. That's not who God's called us to be. God has called us to be a world-changing church that turns a city upside down. And when history is written, Union Church is in it. How we see God matters. It's not just a matter of how you see you, but it's how you see God. The children of Israel, God said, hey, I want to meet with all of you. Come up on this mountain. But when they got to the mountain, the lightning was crashing and the thunder was rolling. They said, oh, no, heck no, we ain't going up there. And they said, Moses, you go up and hear from God and you come back and tell us what God's called us to do. You will never take hold of the life that God has for you if your only relationship with God is through your pastor. If Sunday morning is your spiritual fix, I gotta get to church, gotta get to church before I slap my kids, gotta get to church, gotta get to church. Need me some Jesus, need me some. If you're living from Sunday to Sunday, instead of walking day to day in the grace, mercy, and power of God, you'll never step into all that God has for you. Hear me, it's not my job to hear for, from God for you. It's not my job to have God encounters for you. It is my job to teach you how to hear from God for yourself. He wants to speak with you. He wants to give you a vision. He wants to give you a purpose. And you got to say, I'm not going through Pastor Stephen anymore. He'll teach me how. But I want all that God has for me. What you say about you matters. How you see you matters. How you see God matters. And here's the last thing you can play. What you say matters. You know, there was 12 spies that went into the land. But only two got to go into the promise. He brought 3 million people out of Israel. 10 of them said, we can't go in. You know what happened? God said, fine. Because you said it, it won't happen. We'll wait right here till all of you die. They waited 38 years for an entire generation to pass away. All because they said what they saw instead of what he said. There's so many Christians that are settling for coming out of sin. But they've never gone into promise. Coming out of sin is like one-tenth of the Bible. There's a whole nother part about going into all that God has for you. And what you say will determine that. Here's what Caleb said, one of the two that got to go in. Numbers 13.30, Caleb he said, be quiet. He said, let us go up at once. He said, let's go now. Let's take it. For we are well able to build a $36 million building in Bowie. We are well able to launch 14 campuses around the state of Maryland and campuses in other cities and other states. We are well able. Joshua 15, 13, now Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, he gave a share among the children of Judah according to the commandments of the Lord to Joshua, namely Kirjoth Arba, which is Hebron. Watch this. Arba was the father of Anak, the father of giants. 
Caleb drove out the three sons of Anak. I'm not going to read their names, but they were the children of giants. So God waited for an entire generation to die off, but Joshua got to go in and Caleb got to go in only because they said, we are well able. Come on, that supernatural extension of life. And when they went in and took the land, watch what my man Caleb said. He said, give me the city where the giants are. He said, y'all can take the Canaanites and the Amorites and all. I want where the giants are. Here's what I've discovered. Defeating giants is not easy. But if I can kill me some giants, I get to live in a giant's house. I get to sleep on a giant's mattress. I get to eat food out of a giant's fridge. The bigger the battle, the bigger the victory. And Caleb said, bring on the battle because I want a big victory. I'm believing that God is raising up people in this church that said, bring on the giants. I'm not afraid of how big it is. I'm not afraid that the odds are against me because if God before me, who can be against me. God has a great future for this church. and You are the church, which means he has a great future for your marriage, for your children, for your business, for your finances. He's just waiting to hear us say, we are well able. Hey, let's pray. Father God, we are, we're grateful. God, we are in awe God, that you would choose to use us. God, we never even asked for this. But we're grateful. We're grateful. And we're committed to be good, good stewards of this move of God. Right where you're sitting, whether you're in the room or watching online, can you pray this prayer with me? Say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? Just like you've got a moment to make this time personal to you. I believe for some of you, God's speaking to you about your personal life. You've settled. You've looked at the battle in front of you and the battle for progress, and you said, I don't want any of that. I'm good here. God said, forget about the giants. There's so much more that I have for you. For some of you, you've been sitting on the sideline of the church. God said, it's time to get in the game. We can't accomplish this vision without you. For some of you, if you'd be honest, you would say, Pastor, I believe in God. I just don't belong to God. I believe he's real. I just don't have a relationship with him. How do I do that? It's simple. You surrender. You give him full control of your life. The Bible says the second that you make him the Lord of your life, that he steps in, that he removes your sin, that he gives you a future of hope and a purpose. But it starts with you responding to the price that he already paid on the cross. If you say, Pastor, that's me. I don't just want to believe in God. I want to belong to him. I want him to be the Lord of my life. Right where you're sitting, can you pray this prayer with me? And it's not to me, but you're praying to God. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for seeing me, for having a purpose and a destiny for me. Thank you for dying on the cross so that all my sin, all my mistakes can be erased, can be removed. Today, right now, I surrender. I give you my life, my decisions, my future. I give you all of me. Be my Lord, be my Savior, and use me for your glory. 
In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Come on, church, can you celebrate for every single person?